Welcome to the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. I'm Janelle Davis. And I'm Wendy Gillespie. Did you know there was another composer in late 17th century England named Purcell besides Henry? I've got a 2013 Chandos Records release called The Unknown Purcell, sonatas by Daniel Purcell, performed by violinist Hazel Brooks and harpsichordist David Pollock. In the preface to one of his publications, Daniel himself refers to Henry as his brother. But Janelle's sister... The term may not be one we should take too literally. In 17th century England, just as nowadays in some places, the word brother could include cousins in the immediate family circle. Well, Sister Wendy, I understand that Daniel was a choir boy in the Chapel Royal and later organist at Magdalen College, Oxford. Then he moved to London where he wrote for the theater until the Italians became fashionable circa 1707 and kind of put him out of a job but he continued composing and publishing, performing as an organist and possibly teaching, and was reputed to be a man about town with a ready wit known as Honest Dan. Yes, he seems to have been popular in his own time. A certain amount of Daniel Purcell's music was published in his lifetime, but it is not yet available in modern editions. So this recording is the first for many of the pieces on it. In addition to harpsichord music and the three sonatas specifically for violin and basso continuo, the performers have included arrangements of some of his songs and music composed for other instruments. Here, for example, is a bit of the Largo of a sonata which was originally published for recorder, but of course here it's being played on the violin. And here's one of the arrangements for harpsichord of a song called Lovely Charmer that Daniel Purcell composed for the play The Island Princess or The Generous Portuguese. Well, this is certainly competently composed music, if not always so fabulously exciting. Stylistically, there can be little doubt that Daniel's music dates from around the same time and place as Henry's. 
I guess I can understand why poor Daniel has suffered a good bit of comparison with his much better-known cousin, but his music is pleasant enough. I agree it is. Would you like to hear a little bit of a sonata specifically composed for the violin? Sure. It's quite dramatic. One can almost imagine words like a like an aria. But let's turn now to my offering. Les Basses Réunies, an ensemble who refers to themselves as a concert of violins, perform on a 2012 agogique release of Henry Purcell's Fantasias and Innomines. I highlight the term concert of violins because Les Bas Réunis has recorded these famous personal pieces that many of us are more likely to have heard performed by a consort of viols. Yes, indeed. I've performed them myself in a viol consort playing a treble viol. But the fact is that the autograph manuscript, the only source of these pieces, makes no mention at all of what, if any, instruments the composer had in mind to play them. This is, of course, exactly the same situation as Bach's Art of Fugue, and one can look at it as a wonderful opportunity to try out various things. In fact, you haven't lived until you've heard the personal fantasias done on saxophones, Janelle. Have you? I have. It's fabulous. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> In the booklet on this recording, you'll see a picture of a couple of violins rather than treble vials. And in addition to those violins, there are curious incarnations of bass instruments of all sorts, all generally in the shape of a cello constructed with what appear to be overhanging ribs and shoulders that come into the neck at a right angle. But unlike a cello and maybe more like a viol, some of the instruments pictured are equipped with anywhere from four to six strings. And some even have frets, while others don't. With the exception of the G violone, all the string instruments used on this recording were built by one modern maker, Charles Richet. I'm really curious to know whether Les Basses Réunis bow the big instruments overhanded like a cello or underhanded like a viol. Of course, people back then would not have been so worried about pigeonholing their instruments or their bow grips. Well, I'm curious too. But let's hear what these instruments sound like, shall we? Here's Fantasia number seven.
Yeah, that's really cool. What on earth was all that kerplunking that I heard? It's an interesting addition to the mix, isn't it? Le Bas Rioni adds a continual harpsichord strung in all gut to some of the pieces. Gosh, I've never heard of such a thing as a harpsichord strung all in gut. Me neither, but, but what did you hear of all the other violin family instruments, Wendy? Well, they're very cool and perfectly reasonable. By way of comparison, let's just hear a tiny sample of the same piece done on a consort of vials. Of course, by this time, the bass viol was coming into its own as a solo instrument, and the smaller viols were displaced by and even turned into violins and violas. Composers began mixing violins and viols from pretty early in the 17th century. Having said that, it's worth remembering that the violin in this period was not at all the instrument it later became, and it seems to have made a noise that mixed pretty well with viols. Okay, here's a fun one. Purcell's Fantasia upon one note. And one instrument in this piece plays only a middle C throughout the entire piece. Hey, if all you have to do is hold a C for the entire length of the piece. Pretty cool, huh? Many viol and viola players, including, I might add, my eight-year-old son, have made their debut playing this part. Seems so easy. But I have to say there are two incredibly important solo downbeats in that part that have reduced even professionals to quivering wrecks. on this CD are Purcell's contribution to the famous Innomine tradition. You know a thing or two about the Innomine, don't you? Why, yes, I do. 
Sometime in the middle of the 16th century, John Taverner composed a virtuosic six-part mass that was based on the antiphon Gloria Tibi Trinitas. The four-part section of the Sanctus, which bears the words in nomine, was detached from the main work and circulated as a separate movement. And for some reason, the antiphon then became the basis for over 150 pieces called in nomine. Purcell composed a six-part one and a seven-part one. They're really, really different from each other, but both are wonderful pieces. Okay, let's hear the one and seven parts. Just beautiful. This has been the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. To find out more about either of these recordings, please visit our website, harmoniaearlymusic.org. While you're there, you can browse our archive of blogs, podcasts, and shows and visit our online shop, where a portion of your purchase will benefit Harmonia. I'm Janelle Davis. And I'm Wendy Gillespie. Thanks for listening. 